the one, the only Josh Ward joins us now of the Sports Animal. You can hear him from noon to three. Follow him at Josh underscore Ward. Well, we got some stuff to get to in an off week, which includes what players are going to take that next step with some extra practice time and then some recruiting talk as well. I know you want to hear that. Hit that like and subscribe button. Also share. We greatly appreciate it. Running the analytics of, of all the people that watch, only 20% have subscribed. So hit the share and subscribe button and we would greatly appreciate it. And it's all brought to you by Zool Beer Company. I'll tell you more about Zool Beer Company here in just a moment. Josh, how are you, sir? It's an off week. Have you been able to catch your breath? No, not really, but that's perfectly fine. We've had uh, topics that haven't popped up too often recently, and that is topics coming out of a Tennessee win over Florida. That's true. Um, and I do want to look back at that game. Let's, let's do that before we spin it forward. Tennessee tried their best to give it away, but in the end, it seemed like the football gods were on their side, and they haven't been for about you know, 14, 15 years. So some fans weren't happy with the way it ended, but man, take that one. Just take it. And you you almost jinxed them because you tweeted out, Tennessee has been waiting for this for a long time, and that's when it started to go awry. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want this to go awry for Josh, Jacob, and everybody that works with off the hook sports. Yeah, I had a couple messages about that in the moment right after. Uh, I did also, after the clock hit zero, Kamal Haddon has his interception. I tweeted out, never in doubt. So that confirms that it was not a potential jinx from my previous tweet. But uh, I, you know, I should have known that, hey, this is Tennessee, Florida, and anything can happen because the one thing everybody knew, Dave, is that Florida was going to get that last onside kick attempt. Everybody just knew it was going to happen. It was a matter of, okay, well, is anything going to happen after that? And fortunately for Tennessee, it did not because that's one that I don't think you recover from. Uh, but they don't have to worry about that. Tennessee got the win. And, yeah, we, we had calls on the radio on Monday, and I, I know there were, there was chatter about, well, how the offensive drive went at the end and what what's going on with the defense, which is all worth getting into for sure because now you're trying to build off 4-0. But – you know, in that moment, I, I, I don't think you complain about that when you take the win. Fans were celebrating the stadium. I don't think that they were too concerned about it. Fans waited until the very end. But how, how quickly we can forget how difficult it's been for Tennessee to win in this game and how difficult it can be for any team to win in any kind of game. Uh, the, the reference I made was that Auburn game for Alabama last year was pretty awful. And they pulled out a win in the end. And even Nick Saban was smiling winning that kind of game. So it's okay to smile no matter how you got the win against Florida. Totally agree, Josh. And you're talking to Jacob Warren and, and Cooper Mays, the old battered ball syndrome is, is something they think about too, that things tend to go wrong when they could go right. I mean, and I think that's exercised to some extent through the visit to Pitt and that win and then what they were able to do and pull off against Florida. I hope that's part of the past now for those guys. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, coming out of the Pittsburgh game, there was a lot of, well, Tennessee doesn't win that game last year or in the last few years. And maybe that kind of game where the defense had to step up, I mean, very specifically. But I did think last year Tennessee benefited from the way it won the Kentucky game. That was one where the defense, despite some struggles in the game, had to get a stop late and did. And they, they found a way to pull that one out. And I, I think this is a team that it's still 
They have good leaders on the field. They have guys that are good playmakers on the field on both sides of the football. And when you need somebody to make a play, they have guys that can step up and do that. The The final pass, not that he was going to complete it uh, from Anthony Richardson, but Byron Young, he's one of your top playmakers on defense, right? He gets to the quarterback, wraps up Richardson, and he doesn't have a chance to get the ball to the end zone, Hadden picks it off, and the game is over. So everything is not perfect. I mean, Tennessee still needs to do a number of things to get the program to where it needs to go. But I think very clearly from the start of last season to where things are right now, you can see obvious progress. And having one of the best quarterbacks in the country, which Hendon Hooker is, that has to help too. But uh, Tennessee's mindset, I think, has changed. The culture is in a, a good place. And now they're starting to get some wins that I think bring credibility to what the talk has been in the offseason, off the field, leading up to these games. If you had a better mortgage payment, is he in New York for the Heisman ceremony? Your mortgage payment or mine, Dave? Uh, I would, if I, if you had to make me, if I had to say yes or no right now, uh, I would say yes, because I think that his numbers will continue to be there. Can't guarantee health, and that's part of it. So let's assume health, that he stays healthy and can play through the season. Then I think he has a, I think he has a, a really good chance to have the number it would require. He's a good story. And this team is in a position where I think things can work out favorably record-wise to where, you know, we're not talking about him winning. We're talking about him being there. And a right. comparison in the offseason was Ole Miss, year two for Lane Kiffin and what that offense might be able to do. And the record kind of came together for them. And uh, Pittsburgh, what they were able to do as a team, can he pick it, get some attention? I think Hendon Hooker is in that kind of spot with Tennessee, with an offense that is very exciting and will get a lot of talk. He's just one person, but when Robert Griffin III, who is a winner and a voter, is talking about Hendon Hooker that way publicly, more people start to notice, and Tennessee's in the top ten. So you still have to take care of business, and the LSU game becomes important. But if if the Vols win against LSU, then there will be even more national chatter ahead of that Alabama game. But in the offseason for the Heisman conversation, my thought was, you need to be 4-0, you need to beat Florida, because if that happens – my assumption is the numbers are there for Hendon, and all of that came to be even better than I would have expected because the numbers from Hendon this past weekend were as good as you could ask. Players that make a jump with an off week that have shown flashes to this point that we think will have a bigger impact as the season goes on. That's what I want to get to. Brought to you by Zool Beer Company. Zool Beer Company has the fantastic location downtown with parking. You never get that downtown. And you also get worldwide award-winning craft beer, which is not easy to say, but it's very easy to drink. All kinds of flavors. Josh, I owe you a beer drop, which I'm going to uh, do this week. Uh, they've got choices. They've got selection. They've got absolute high quality. And uh, your thoughts? Yeah, um, you talking about the players or or Zool Beer because I can hit on either. <laughs> Zool Beer for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, love it. I'm waiting on the drop. Different options for you, uh, no matter what your taste bud preference might be. But uh, I like the Mexican Lager. Repre uh, recommend that. And then uh, if you happen to be of the the Seltzer fan, don't let anybody judge you. The Seltzer, I think, takes it to a higher level. So really, any kind of taste they have it for you. Yes, and they have the beer ice cream as well, which you're not allowed to give to your kids, even though there's times when they're probably not sleeping that you would be tempted to because it does have alcohol in it. But nevertheless, uh, Josh, as far as guys that could make that jump, you have an off week. I've got a couple of guys that I think could make a jump with a little bit more practice. 
who are some guys that you would uh, pinpoint that, you know, with, with an off week, they flashed enough where they could be a bigger part of the game plan moving forward? I'll start on defense, and I'll say Joshua Josephs, a freshman edge rusher who got a few snaps this past week, and you saw him as soon as he was on the field make some kind of impact. So a guy that they liked a lot during offseason training who flashed during the month of August and we started to hear, okay, Josephs might be a guy to pay attention to. I think that's for real. So uh, as Tennessee continues to try to figure out ways to get to the quarterback and be disruptive in the backfield and help the secondary, I think Joshua Josephs on defense – is a guy that can do that. And then on the offensive side, he might be needed because we don't know Cedric Tillman's status against LSU, but Ramel Keaton has now earned more of an opportunity, I think, in the wide receiver group as a player that we barely saw against Pittsburgh and the talk coming out of that game was, well, how much trust is there at wide receiver? Uh, and we knew that it was Tillman. We knew that it was Brew. We knew that it was Jalen Hyatt. Uh, the tight ends would factor in, but what about the other receivers? Well, Ramel Keaton, he's an older player, but I think that we should see more of him in the offense to spell guys, or if he's needed to step up and, and play a bigger role, he has earned more of an opportunity where, I, you know, I questioned, is he a guy that's going to get past here as an older guy? He was a highly tatted player in the 2019 class. And uh, now I think he's starting to show maybe not all of that potential, but he's definitely showing the ability to help this offense. He made big game changing plays against Florida. What about squirrel squirrel? White? Well, on Monday I was asked, okay, so is there more trust, more confidence from Mel than Squirrel? And you know, first of all, they're not playing the exact same spot, but I would say obviously, yeah, Ramel's an older guy. He's he's played in games. Last year when Javante Payton went down, Ramel was a guy that went in. Uh, Tillman going out, Ramel goes in. So I do think that there's more trust there to that question, but Squirrel is another player. He would be on my list of guys to pay attention to because he has playmaking ability. He has speed that can change some of the conversation. Honestly, I'm a little surprised we didn't see some of uh, Swirl on the field along with Jalen Hyatt to try to uh, beat Florida with that speed. That's something I would be working on getting ready to go to LSU because LSU is going to have a ton of athletes and speed on the field for Tennessee to go against. Yeah, I'm just surprised they don't have a, a five-play sort of package for him in there. That seems like that would be pretty simple. Now, it would be predictable down the line, so maybe they do and they, haven't wanna, they didn't want to show it yet, but – that seems pretty simple to have a little package in there for his unique abilities. Yeah. And you know, there are some plays that I think that they have in mind. It, I, it probably comes back to that trust. How much confidence do you have in freshmen? And we can talk about them all the time in August, but coach is saying, okay, we're going to count on you in a big game. That's a different conversation. Dave, another guy that I would have brought up, if not for the health question would be Dylan Sampson. That's a running back that we know has home run ability. Coaches raved about him coaches and players in the month of August, more so than you typically hear. But then at the start of the season, it's like, okay, well, are we going to see Dylan Sampson here? And then he showed some of that ability against Akron, suffers the ankle injury. He would have been somebody to watch this past week. He's from Louisiana. So next week, if Sampson's good to go, you know, they'd love to have him on the field so they can talk to future recruits about, hey, look at what this guy's doing for us. But trust, confidence in, in a player who's then missed practice time that I'm, I'm not sure about. Uh, but yeah, Squirrel's a guy that has obvious playmaking ability. Let's see if he has the ability to to try to make those plays in a game. And Josh, the the noon kickoff at LSU. Do you think most fans are happy with that? They, I mean, they should be, in my opinion, because I think Tennessee has a better chance of winning at noon. But to see a night game is pretty special at Tiger Stadium. It's hot, but. Um, mm -hmm. 
what are what are you hearing from most fans in terms of the noon kickoff? Which really surprised me. Yeah, uh, it surprised me too. Split opinion from fans. If you're going to the game, well, you want to go. If you're if you're going to the game as a Tennessee fan, you want to go see Tennessee win. I think this helps Tennessee's chances of winning, but you're not going to get the full Baton Rouge LSU experience. You're just not with a game kicking off at eleven o'clock in the morning local time. So I'd be disappointed from that angle. Uh, if you're sitting at home watching the game, then I want that game kicked off at noon. I want it as early as possible so uh, the LSU side is not able to get as riled up as possible. I don't think there's any school team in the country that prefers a night game more than LSU so that everybody's ready to go by kickoff, having all day to prepare. Also, Tennessee practices in the morning. So Tennessee is an early-in-the-day team. So from a body clock standpoint, it's going to be more natural, I think, uh, to kick off. So uh, I think it's I think it's a win for Tennessee. It doesn't mean Tennessee's going to win the game, and it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But the earlier, the better for Tennessee. And Dave, honestly, there's no easy schedule in the SEC, but things have shaped up favorably for Tennessee. You get Florida at home to kick things off when they're still trying to figure things out. You have two weeks to get ready for LSU now it's going to be an early kickoff there, there's no favorable way to play Alabama but you get that at home you have a cupcake opponent before you play Kentucky at home to get ready for that game you know, th- things could be a lot worse schedule wise for Tennessee so maybe after what we've seen in the first month the way the breaks went and this latest news football gods really could be smiling on the Vols Maybe smile on Dave a little bit, too, because if you're writing five stories after, a noon game is a lot better than a nine o'clock game on Off the Sports. So, um, oh, yeah, that one, that one's there's no question, no matter where, where the game is being played or what game it is, the earlier, the better for the media. <laughs> That's exactly right. Plus, beignets to kick the day off down in Baton Rouge for those that will be covering the game in person. I'm not sure I know what a beignet is, actually. It's like a pastry. Uh, it's just, yeah, kind of. Yeah, you got the dough. Uh, Cafe de Mont in New Orleans. You haven't been. Um, uh, you, you need to. But yeah, beignets and yeah, beignets and coffee. You're not going to beat it. Honestly, it's uh, it's it's the real deal. Yeah, I think I was more along the lines of oysters on the half shell and beer at the time. But anyway, uh, so Josh, let's talk some recruiting as mm-hmm. that never stops, and it's brought to you uh, by Zool Beer Company. Zool Beer Company with the great location downtown, a worldwide award-winning craft beer. And don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button and share, comment below, and let's talk some recruiting. So give me a handful of guys that are realistic and not Arch Manning that are realistic that Tennessee can go out and get that are the most coveted you think on Tennessee's board. Yeah, and at this point, that's a really good way to look at it, the board that the Tennessee coaches have, because they have this long list of commitments. The field has shrunk in terms of guys that they're targeting to close out these final few months before players sign in December or or maybe wait until February. Uh, A guy in uh, Smyrna that has really come on strong on Tennessee's board and other schools would be Arian Carter. That's somebody to pay attention to, really talented athlete whose profile has kind of skyrocketed recently. I think David Hobbs, the – Defensive lineman who was on campus, highly tatted player, has a five-star next to his name on the recruiting trail. Tennessee is fighting the biggest schools in the country and in the SEC. Same conversation. Alabama and Georgia's from North Carolina. UNC continues to battle there, but 
Tennessee has made a good impression and Tennessee has made the pitch clear. Hey, we're adding to the defensive line. We need as much help as we can get, but you can make a big impact here quickly, potentially with Ronnie Garner and then still need some offensive line help. So Bison Lang is a guy that I think Tennessee appears to be trending for coming out of this past weekend. So the win against Florida helped. You get to 4-0, you get some attention. You're number eight in the country in the AP poll, but you make a nice impression on the recruiting trail. So that's where I would start the conversation in the 23 class is guys that they could close out with at positions of need. They need uh, they need more athletes. They need more guys up front on both sides of the ball in the offensive and the defensive line. And I think Tennessee made some positive movement this past weekend with the showing. Not, not the win itself. The win doesn't hurt, but I think everything around it. I think the setting at Neyland Stadium, I think the way that campus was on fire, I think the way that players are showing how much they enjoy being a part of the program under Josh Heupel, that is helping Tennessee's coaches recruit. Theo Vaughn made an appearance, dumped some Gatorade on Josh Heupel, took pictures with the players. And uh, I'm just curious, is he funny? Uh, I think so. <laughs> I go hot and cold yeah. that day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every uh, every video, every clip doesn't have to be uh, a big hit. But I think, uh, you know, if you go with the baseball analogy, I think he's hitting a, a really good batting average. Well, that's just one in three is a good batting average. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can roll with that. Yeah. He's in the, he's in the comedy hall of fame then. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If you start hitting Ted Williams numbers, then, yeah, you can write your own ticket at that point. Yeah, call me old, but I'll take some Eddie Murphy and some leather. That's 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 what I'm doing. <laughs> Josh. I, if you, okay, last thing. If yeah. you if you could have one comedian dump Gatorade on you, who would it be? Well, I mean, uh, you know where I stand on Seinfeld, so uh Jerry oh. Seinfeld would probably be my first pick. Um uh Dave Chappelle would be my current favorite, so uh Jerry or Dave would be my top pick on that one. What with all the Gatorade? Mine would be mine would definitely be Norm McDonald, uh, rest his soul. And um, just uh, what am I supposed to do here? Just pour it on you? I mean, I, yeah. It's a, uh, um, well, yeah. It, like if if Larry David were asked to do it, and he just walked up and just did the, eh, I'm good, and just dot and just dropped it to the ground, and then and then kept on walking. I would also I'd be cool with that if if he decided to pass on dumping the Gatorade on me. That would almost be funnier than doing it if he just yeah. turned and walked away. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Keep up with Josh on the Sports Animal Noon to 3. He throws heat every day at Josh underscore Ward. Thank you, Azul Beer Company. you got to check those guys out. Again, the downtown location is awesome, but worldwide award-winning craft beer. And uh, we'll get Josh some new flavors, and he can talk about them Next week, this has been a presentation of Off the Oak Sports.